0: Hi, this is Ryan Drummond, original video game voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, and you're listening to Nerd On! Nerd On
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. Let's just introduce the hosts. I'm Corey. Ali.
2: Caitlin.
1: And I'm Tom. And I'm Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by our patrons over at Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. So excited to have you guys along for the ride. You guys are the reason that we are able to continue doing this as much as we do and keep growing. Um, but today's show is kind of special to me personally, Super but special. also just from a nerd standpoint. To me, yeah.
2: to me personally. Mm-hmm.
1: To you personally? I grew up all with All of us. This. Really? Um, Josh. Ja-
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, trying to take all that credit to yourself. Oh. <laughs> we have a guest, and <gasps> this guest, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself.
0: Take it away, Ryan. Hi, this is Ryan Drummond. I'm the original video game voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Woo! Yeah, Yay. thank you for coming, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Taking it way back.
3: So wait, uh, how do Josh and Ryan, do, how do you guys know each other?
1: So a long time ago. When the pyramids oh. are still young. Yes. Actually, um, it has been a long time ago, has it, it not? Yeah, it's been since, it's actually been 15 years. Oh. Um, wow. Is really? before
4: the days of robot. That's how old Tom is. <laughs> 1.5
2: decade.
1: Yeah. Um, Ryan actually was... Um, a coach um, for a few auditions and mm. stuff like that and but we've been Fred's Fred Fred's, Fred's? we've been, been Fred's Fred for a long time my <laughs> best friend.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so yeah I went to a ton of Ryan's shows because it was homework because I really no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was gonna say
1: no um Ryan's uh, big in the theater world and to be honest, I looked up to Ryan big time because he was Aww, what I wanted to... Oh,
3: So is this like a nerd on moment for you right
1: now? It, it is, are but I also, knew, I also knew him personally, so it's like, hey. <laughs> so and I just unplugged just, my headphones. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it could mean
1: something to you. It could. Oh. Um But yeah, so today we're, we're doing a little double dose of topics. We mm-hmm. are, of course, talking to Ryan about ryan and we are going to talk about a little something special and i like to think of it as and now for something completely different yes (laughs) but um let's start on ryan uh let's go around the room and uh actually let's start with ryan ryan yeah tell us and our audience about yourself (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> I was born a little girl in
2: Scandinavia. Wow. Um, wow. That surprises what me. What a journey.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been a ways to get here. No, um, so I, uh, I, I'm older than all of you put together.
2: Um, I don't know. I am kind of an eldritch horror. So it's hard to guess. I mean, how many video game hours did I put in? I think Caitlin's immortal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's not talk about it.
0: We'll uh, we'll hit the milestones, though. I was uh, born in the 70s um, in Ohio, kind of grew up in Ohio and Michigan, went to college in Michigan, moved to California. Midwest represent, yes. I, yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, I lived there until uh, I was 23. And then moved to California after that. Spent uh, about 12 years in Southern California, and now I've spent wow. about the last 10 years or so in Northern California.
4: Oh, uh, me and Tom, and, and, yeah. NorCal. Nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, started doing the voice of Sonic, since that's kind of what we're talking about, in 98, I believe, and oh, wow. did it until 2004, oh, I believe. Wow. Nice. Cool. But uh, other... I'll hear about it if I'm wrong. <laughs>
2: I'm... I'm sure you will. So, um,
3: you know, we're all looking at a a scripty script that I always like to say, but it's not. Um, When I was doing, I was digging a little bit about you, and you know, it said on a website, it said American actor, voice actor, singer, and my favorite one was clown. Oh yeah! Wait, wait, wait! I would like some some elaboration on that. Tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Uh, About clowning? Clown, yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, boy, this is not going to be an interesting story at all. No, I, uh, <laughs> I actually started out, well, you know, I was just doing acting and so forth. And, uh, when I was in high school, uh, this is in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, they, um, Marcel Marceau, the world famous mime, oh, yes, actually opened a mime school in Ann Arbor
5: what? and
0: it was called Marcel Marceau's center for mime. I believe it's been a while. Um, and, uh, and then it, he, I think he um, got away from the business, but it continued as Ann Arbor Mime Works for years after that, after Marcel Marceau um, dropped his official sponsorship of the, of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was because of bad blood, uh, bad mime blood or anything like that. It just, um, <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's
0: very dangerous it stuff. A, it was a, it was a it quiet was a- argument. Yeah, it was, uh, the silent treatment. That's going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. God damn it! Oh, no, you walked right into it. Uh, no, uh, didn't <laughs> even see it. Cloned with your new. Um, you. Yeah, <laughs> but um, my high school, um, I just kind of had a propensity towards physical acting. Um, it was just one of the things that I just could do fairly well. And um, my high school said that we'll pay for you to go take classes at this mime school if you will then in turn come back and hold classes here at the high uh, school for your peers.
2: Uh, that's
0: and cool. so I got to go cool. train like with some of the best mimes in the world. Um, Marceau and an ma- amazing uh, Polish mime named Stefan uh, And also a great Italian mime named Chris Gotesch. Um, these are all guys that kind of like fostered my physical theater background and, um, I always really had a high respect for the silent art, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because being a voiceover artist um, and yeah. a singer, <laughs> but I, I think it's just kind of a balancing act. Um, I, I really like using my voice and I like singing, but I also like shutting up and, uh, <laughs> and just doing uh, performance art or expressing or you know being artistic through um, non uh, using non-using the voice. Yes. yes. The non-using yeah. I mean, the voice. We use our big words here. You know, yes. now yes. I'm
2: confused because I thought you said this was going to be a boring story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <No. laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> well, I haven't even got to the clown part. That's when it gets really boring. No. Oh man, we're not even um, there. But, uh, there was a, another company that used to be in Detroit and now I believe they're still around. They're in Arizona, um, which is a company by the name of, uh, Theater Grotesco. And, oh wow. Uh, That's a good this name. was run, run by a guy named John Flax and also one of my mentors and he came into the high school as well when i already kind of had this mime background and he taught uh my high school uh, theater people um about uh buffoonery and about clowning buffoonery. and about uh commedia nice. dell'arte and oh,
5: yeah.
0: uh and all these kinds of things and i kind of latched on to all of them because i loved all of them and um and i was really always into the circus um and carnivals um because here's a little side note that I don't think is on any website. My earliest memory in my life mm. is be laying in my crib and being tickled by three clowns.
2: What? Oh. Wait. Wow. wow. <laughs> you're, you're welcome because now that's your dream too. That's yeah. no, no. not a dream. <laughs> well, but, that's a nightmare. Um,
0: but the thing was is that it wasn't a nightmare. It was like, it was funny. And I remember even as young as I was, I, I remember being in a crib. So it must have been really a long time ago. Stuck with me, um, yeah. Yeah, but it stuck with me as being my first memory ever and also kind of my first dream memory. And so I've always, from my earliest memory, I've had this kind of fascination with clowns and the clowning art. And, and so I've studied a lot about clowns, and I've got, I have got a very sizable collection of carnival and clown art. That
2: sounds um, scary. That I
0: have. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it can be. It can be. Um, but I don't mean it to be. I mean, I like scary clowns as much as the next guy. Um, I, I but Funny uh, clowns are great. Yeah, are, but funny clowns like are great. Class.
5: Good.
3: Um,
0: my clown persona is named Hiccup. I like that. And uh, hence he, the uh, email.
5: <laughs> yeah, hence
0: the email. That's right. I have hiccup. the word Hiccup in my email address. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, and he he is a silent clown. Um, but uh, you know, I get to kind of incorporate all the things that I like doing. I do juggling. Um, I do a little bit of unicycle uh, riding, unicycle. Uh. I eat fire and that kind of that's stuff. Dope. Um, and everything, that's kind of why I like clowns because you, you don't have to kind of stick to one thing. Like I'm a trapeze guy or I'm a high Jack wire guy. Trades. Yeah. Like a clown can just do whatever little lotsie he wants to do. Um, and it just ends up being more fun that way. Nice. So that's kind of how I ended up in the whole clowning thing. And then I trained with, uh, the Fern street circus in San Diego um, and uh, I've done you know birthday parties and that sort of thing every Halloween. Basically, I dress up as a clown oh, and uh, frighten all the kids at my children's school. This is this is
3: all before Sonic.
0: Um, e- yes, before, during, and after. Um, okay. so it's kind of been a lifelong thing. Uh, wow,
2: yeah, that's awesome
0: but uh but yeah
2: committed yeah. to clowning around it's
6: interesting because yes. exactly. one of my what am, it's interesting that, that that was your first memory as <laughs> yeah. Do we all have first clown well, memories well no i just wanted to share <laughs> mine do. which me too. My, the earliest mem- not the first clown memory like being the f- earliest thing you can remember like the earliest that's what memory i'm saying i have a dream about a
4: clown sitting on my grandma's for couch for me Ooh. it's
6: remembering wow. a nightmare involving a clown like crawling out of a picture frame oh
2: geez wow that's way worse than them tickling you
0: (laughs) have you seen the new the new it the remake of it yes yes yeah, yeah, I was yes, gonna say. Very no. fond of that movie. Somebody no, does climb out of a picture frame. Nope.
6: Nobody. Nope. Nope. A very a large sum of money to get me into a dark theater with clowns on the screen. Yeah.
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Sounds <laughs> like a new segment accepted. we're gonna have on the show. AKA, a- right. a- A-ka- I'll just buy your ticket. <laughs> what would you do for ten dollars?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, a lot. So Ryan, we talked a little bit about Sonic, and obviously, I think we have to, you know, get to that point. I mean, how sure. how did that, you know, enter your life, or how did you enter into that thing? Because I mean. You know, I'm. I speak for the rest of the nerds in the room as well. You know, everyone that's listening to it, like that game. You know, changed from you know the two D to the three D model, and it became like our our sound of like yeah. what sound yeah. should be like.
0: And you know, what's funny? Uh, well, not funny at all. It's very heartwarming, actually, yeah. for me personally. But it, like the 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 observation or the compliment that I get probably most often and is actually my favorite compliment to hear is when someone says you were the sound of my childhood or, you know, when I hear your voice, it's, it reminds me of the good times of my childhood or even those kids that did not have very fortunate lives and say, you were the escape from my childhood that I needed to survive or, you know, something like that, (laughs) where someone so anchors that sound to, good feelings. Yeah. I mean that, that just warms the clown within me, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> <Or just laughs> like, Scratches yeah. the same itch, right? Oh, exactly. It's like the entire, you know, the whole, the whole point of this whole thing is to entertain, right? That's mm-hmm. why we're in the entertainment business. I mean, that's you guys' business too, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, not just to get a ton of Patreons, but also right. to, you know, to reach people and people go, you know, I really love listening to what you guys do. Mm-hmm.
2: And connect. And, that's um, the goal.
0: And so when people say that to me through the video games, that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Um, so what's the, the
6: first, yeah. What's the first, like, how did it come across your lap? Like what's well, the first
0: gig? Yeah, that was, and- um, kind of a, 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 I guess a non-traditional way of getting to the, the goal, because I think that, um, you know, doing kind of iconic animated voice of an animated character, like a Sonic or like a Bart Simpson or something like that, um, you know, would would be kind of probably a goal for a lot of voiceover actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get there like through normal means. Um, when I moved to San Diego, this was in 96.
5: Mm, and awesome. I
0: signed with my first agent there. And um, this was the Shaman Freitas Agency. I don't know if they're still around, but I assume... Carol is still runs that agency down there, Shout
5: out! Um, but they were, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Um, And they uh, just started sending me out. You know, I was kind of the new kid to the state. No one knew who I was. And so, you know, like agents do when you first sign with an agency, they kind of send you out for everything to see where it sticks and see if you have a propensity for like, he's good at on camera or he's good at modeling or he's good at voiceover. He's good at what? Mm -hmm. And, um, and they sent me, uh, she just called me up one day completely out of the blue and of course, I had done voices because I'd always been in choir. I'd always been in musical theater, you know, and so right. I'd always been doing the acting thing. So voices weren't uh, foreign to me, but I'd never really done them in a voiceover like that uh, capacity. Kind of capacity yeah. yeah. And so she calls me up one day and she says, "Listen, we got a a, a business here in town called Lightspan Partnership." in San Diego and they do educational software and they are looking for the voice of a raccoon that does math problems. (laughs) And I was just like, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'll go to that. And so long story uh, short, too late. I, uh, (laughs) I went to that audition and I ended up booking this thing uh, for a raccoon that does math problems. And so I did that. And then the fellow who ran the studio at this particular software company, Uh, Was a guy named Rick Bowman. Another shout out to a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and um, and Rick had his own studio out of his home, which he called Lethal Sounds. And um, and so he knew this is all. um, Whenever you hear that old adage about you know, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Yep. um, This is totally you taught that to me. (laughs) Oh, did I (laughs) see? Josh took notes 15 years ago. (laughs) Moment. Um, um, But he knew a woman named Lonnie Manella. And Lonnie Manella is a big voiceover person. And not only does she do voices, but she also is kind of a voiceover coach. And she's kind of like an icon in the Southern California voiceover world. Um, She's one of those people where it's like, you've heard her voice. You don't know it, but you've heard her voice Mm. because she's done thousands of things. And um, and she knew uh, a contact at Sega of America by the ah. name of Keith Palmer. And so when they were going to start this whole Dreamcast system and they were going to make the first game, which is, of course, the original Sonic Adventure, um, they uh, – they're salivating. I can hear it going on. Um, <laughs> but uh, they um, – I, I don't know exactly how it happened, but somehow Lonnie, uh, who was based in San Diego – Got Keith Palmer, who worked at the um, American office in San Francisco, to come down to San Diego, and she was like, "I got, I got good talent down here. You can do your auditions down here in San Diego." And so, basically, yeah. And so, basically, it was because I'd been sent out for this raccoon, booked that job, knew Rick Bowman, he knew Lonnie, Lonnie knew Keith. You see how this goes? Yeah, yeah. And domino effect. Like it totally is a domino effect. Yeah, and so um, so just one night, um, I went to the studio at Lightspan Partnership, and there was a team from Sega there, and uh, and they were from Sega of Japan. They weren't actually – there was probably some from Sega of America, too. Um, but I didn't really know too much about them because, again, this is kind of, like, right at the beginnings of the internet and, like, yeah. you no know, smartphones, and so mm-hmm. – um, it was kind of hard to research these things. Now I would have researched the hell out of them and known exactly what their favorite, you know, ice cream right. flavor was so, before well I walked well, well. in. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but back then, and then the funny part was, uh, and this is a story I've told numerous times, so maybe um, people listening at their Sonic fans have heard this, but I literally walked into the booth and there was a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog in the booth. Mm. And oh. they had a list of lines, just kind of generic lines, not Sonic lines, but just kind of generic lines, on the music stand by the microphone and I put the headphones on and they said from the control booth, they just said, do you see that picture in there of Sonic the Hedgehog? And I said, yes, I see it. And they said, (laughs) and they said, what would the voice of that hedgehog sound like if you heard that hedgehog talk? Oh. And then he paused for about, (laughs) yeah. And then he paused for about three seconds, almost to the point where I thought I was supposed to answer him. And then he just said, go. Oh. oh, geez. And so the cool part about it was that I didn't have any time to prepare or think about it. So, and I hate to use the word organic because that just drives me nuts when people say, who's so organic? <laughs> but, but it was. I mean, this is you but, know, one of those times to it use was. it though. <laughs> but it was. I mean, I literally looked at the picture and as I looked at the picture, he said, go. And I think the first line was, um, pick up all the golden rings and get a free life. Wow. Mm. And, and I just said,
1: Pick up all the gold rings and get a free life.
0: <laughs> nice. There it is. <laughs> and then they were just like, okay, now do line two. You know, we kind of like that direction, <laughs> do that, you know. And so I kind of went through the list and they were just like, okay, great, thanks. And then I went out and the next person came in and, the, you oh. know, the audition process continues. Right. Um, and then, uh, I don't even remember, I think it was maybe the next day, it was not long at wow.
2: all, Wow! um, Whoa.
0: that I got a call from Lonnie, and she was just like, they really liked you for Sonic. Do you want to do it? And I'm just like, sure. Yes.
2: yes. Um,
0: wow. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't have a, uh, a Genesis. Um, so I, I wasn't a big Sonic freak or anything. Right, I didn't really, right. I know who, I know I knew the character, but I didn't have any of the games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm there with you. So <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> sure, that was in yeah. what 90s, hey, why not? Vaccoons, or something, it's all
6: good, yeah. <laughs> like and then, almost. yeah,
0: and then here we are, you know, 21 years later, talking about it. Wow, um, that's awesome! But I had no idea, but that's really how it started. You, I mean, you just stumbled really just, into it, kind of. I kind of stumbled into it, I kind of stumbled into it because, and I guess, um, Which Rick Bowman had said later, do. he told me, he said that they that they had asked him about me or something. And he said, oh yeah, this guy does uh, animated animals for me. So I know he can do an animated animal for you. Like he said something like that. Where <laughs> that it's he's not got like raccoons gonna, down
2: pat. hedgehogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hedgehogs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's got a whole barnyard in his head. You want him exactly. to do a cow? He can do a cow. <laughs> i no, um, 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 Yeah. Nice. So uh, yeah, that's how it all started. And then it was just kind of like cool. um, we did a whole um I think it was like a week of recording for the original game, and Whoa. wow, it's so
2: quick. <laughs> it's
0: yeah, yeah, and it just uh, you know, and of course they they gave a copy of the game with the system,
2: Oh.
0: Um, and see, this is how Dark Ages it was um, <laughs> because. They didn't really talk about video games in the in the media yeah. in mm. that way. Now it's like a whole market. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, like, you know, as soon as a movie comes out, they've already got all the products and all the tie-ins. There's toys in Burger King meals. Mm-hmm. They've got a video game already on the shelves, but even before the movie comes out. Yeah. Um, but back then, it was kind of like an afterthought. So here's how Dark Ages it was. When The Phantom Menace came out, Ooh. and somebody can check my um, – my math on this but i believe it made something like 28 million dollars in the first day Mm -hmm. and entertainment tonight was all about how much money couldn't you believe how much money phantom menace made in the first day it was like 28 million in one day people one day (laughs) that is a fair number when um when sonic adventure came out with the dreamcast system it made like 45 million in one day and Uh, no one mentioned it yeah
5: My heart
4: goes out to a lot of money in video games.
0: (laughs) Yes, that system was phenomenal. It was great. It was great. Uh, I still have a working one, as a matter of (laughs) of (laughs) fact. Nice. So we're going to Ryan's house. (laughs) Yeah, road trip. Come on over. Um, (laughs) Going home
4: for Thanksgiving. Just saying. And this
0: sounds. This sounds like I'm just dropping a name to drop a name. But no, they actually they didn't give me a a Dreamcast system at first. Um, But then in '98, this is just a funny sidebar. In '98. Um, this is when the Rosie O'Donnell show was on. Yes. Yes. And every year she did a great Toys for Tots thing where Mm. she would bring in all these companies to donate thousands of toys to to kids in need over the holidays. And so they, um, Sega, was donating 10,000 Sonic plushie dolls to Rosie O'Donnell's Toys for Tots thing. And they actually flew me to New York to be on the Rosie O'Donnell show. That's awesome. And um, and as a gift for doing that for them, they gave me a Dreamcast system. Nice. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. That is cool. <laughs> we'll like, they gave me, like, now. copies <laughs> of games and stuff. But, you know, it was just funny. It was just like, well, uh, I didn't actually get a Dreamcast system by doing the voice of Sonic, but I did <laughs> it was, get it, it, it by, get it me, <laughs> by yeah. visiting Rosie. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that show was, I watched that show. I did every too. day with my grandma. Let's be real. My mom, yeah, my grandma, totally. and I would watch Rosie, So That was huge. Allowed.
4: That's huge. I wasn't. And you,
0: and you want to know a funny thing? I don't even know if that if you can find that. I'm sure you can find it online somewhere. I don't know, but um, we'll YouTube is with the an amazing if thing. We do. <laughs> but the funny part was is that the what they had was they had a costume character of Sonic that actually went on stage and sat next to her or whatever mm-hmm, or stood yeah. next to her. Oh. And I was, um, off camera with a microphone oh. doing. The interview <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and they would just yes. kind
4: of like move along to what you were saying.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> and the best the right part time. was, is that this dude who was in this costume, um, was like the epitome of like the horror movie where there's a killer in the costume.
5: Oh <laughs> <my God. laughs> no. I don't know who this dude was
0: and nothing against him. Totally nice guy. But like we went out to dinner afterwards, they took us to some fancy dinner or whatever. And so. I was sitting there with this guy and he had like a long ponytail and like a porn mustache. And um, nice. No. and what this dude did in his real job was oh. he was a he was a uh tragedy scene cleanup guy. Oh,
5: oh.
0: Whoa. No. so he was the dude <laughs> right that when decided to murdered. He would sop up all the blood and he would pick up all the, you know, to quote pulp fiction, all the pieces of skull and brains from the backseat, you know, that oh. kind of thing. That's wow. what this guy did. How is that and he your was side real gig. I know, but he was real quiet and real nice, but really kind of odd. And now you can I'm just see picturing
2: him in the Sonic suit. They're just be, like exactly. backstage, like, like just staring into nothingness. <laughs> like, how, do you,
4: how do you handle it, man? Well, on my off days, I dress up as Sonic.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Oh. And speaking of balancing act, but yeah. um, Shout out to that and I just guy. wanted that's yeah. a nerd on exclusive because oh I never told that story. But if wow. you guys happen to find footage of the Rosie O'Donnell show, just think that's it. the dude as in there. Yeah, <laughs>
5: we'll I'm, I'm, it, I'm, I'm right. gonna post
4: it along with this episode. We'll find it.
0: Um, And and the other awesome part is that I think there was some like problem with the, with the, uh, with the audio on the show or something. So it's like Rosie was asking questions, but she couldn't hear me. So you can hear me answer them, but she can't hear me on set.
2: And so it was like
0: this weird disjointed kind of short interview. It was very short. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But it was just hilarious to be. Technical nightmare. Yeah. Uh, it's just hilarious to be flown all the way to New York to be on this show to sit off stage and talk to a mic <laughs> and the host can't hear you. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's your
3: life.
1: That's your life at that moment.
0: That's exactly right. So, uh,
3: so I mean, I've, I, I've done my fair share of like looking you up on the internet and all that stuff. There's plenty of times... It's where not people...
1: research. No, it's not stalking. It's <laughs> research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. I was
3: about to say. I'm the other way around. It's not research. It's stalking. I'm stalking okay. you. And uh, there's a, like, a lot of people or interviews or fans who ask you to like speak in Sonic's voice and everything like that, but Uh, Is there a favorite line that you have that you that you've done as Sonic or one that you like feel like that's the go to or that's the one that kind of like defined your take on them?
0: Well, whenever anyone says, can you do the voice? And this is usually like because it's in my bio when I do shows. And so if there's like a talk back with students, they'll invariably read the program and they go, hey, can you do the voice? Um, and I always do the one that I just did, which is uh, pick up all the gold rings and get a free life. Okay. Cause that go. was just the original, that was the first. And so that's like in my head.
4: Like the very first. Yeah. The very first. <laughs> yeah, that's And I don't born. even think,
0: I don't even think that's in the game oh, uh, no. anywhere. Um, oh. uh, it was just a sample line. Um, but um, I don't really have a, a favorite uh, line from the game. And again, it was so long ago that I don't really have a lot of them committed to memory because again, it was just like, you know, I had one or two takes on every line back in 97. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's hard to remember exactly. And I don't play the games often enough to, to recall the lines. But what I usually do when I'm talking to somebody in person and they say, can you do the voice? I always, this was my stock answer. I always say, um, well, you give me the line, you tell me, and it can be a line from the game or it can be something that you always wish you could hear Sonic say. That's cool. Yeah. So like, that's cool. So I'm talking to some, um, Nerd, I say with love. Yeah, And, and some here. nerd. Yeah, and uh, and some nerd will be like, oh, can you just say as Sonic? Can you say, um, Luke, I am your father?
5: What? <laughs> you
0: know, or they do some sort of crossover with like, you know, can you say this line from Kill Bill, or can you say this line <laughs> from, you know, Powerpuff Girls, or can you say, you know, and so when I'm I not say that, pads. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we gotta hear, we gotta
4: hear that one at least.
0: <laughs> uh, what? What? I'm not wearing hockey pants. Yeah. <laughs> pants. There it is. There it is. Is this supposed to be pads? Because I said pants. Either, a lot of people say pants. It is pads. Awesome. That's what you get. I
4: think, um, <laughs> I, think I deserve that. <laughs> yes. but,
0: uh, but yeah, that's what I usually do is just ask them, what do you want to hear? Um, and that's more fun because then they get to, you know, because then of course nowadays and for the past, you know, decade, people are always filming it.
4: Yeah. What's a choose your own Google adventure machines. kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so they're always filming it. And so they usually say, you know, it's sometimes it's like an inside joke, like the hockey pads line or, you know, it's something that will mean a lot to them later. And I say it and I have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, (laughs) Some guy said something about, um, this was just like a few months ago. It was over the summer. I was doing a show and some guy uh, caught me in the lobby and was like, Hey, Sonic. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, you know, he said, can you do a line for me? And I'm going to film you. And I said, sure. And I said, what do you want me to say? And he said something like, um, Something about hot mayonnaise flavored ice cream.
2: I'm so concerned already.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I said whatever it is he wanted me to say. And then, you know, I went on my yeah. merry way. And I
2: don't know. No, that's geez. probably. Oh, I'm so, so concerned. <laughs> I'm so concerned with oh. what happened with that. So yeah. I am so.
1: going to move us along yeah. into. And I really do have to say. And now for something completely different. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, to pull back the, the curtain just a little bit. When we get a guest on the show, we. We asked them, hey, what's your favorite movie, show, or something like what that? What gives you a nerd on? Yeah, what gives you a nerd on? And with usually with guests, I usually, because it's easy, what's your favorite movie? And he pretty much, like, five minutes later was like, the Exorcist. No question about it. There we go. That was number it. one. Number, number one, one movie. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we are going from talking about Sonic the Hedgehog to The, <laughs> the Exorcist. Exorcist. Which I Here's think that is. that balance. Brilliant. That balance we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I think I
5: that's
4: love the it.
1: best way to do it. Um, the guy so. in the Sonic suit would be happy. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> he would. Oh. If you have not seen it, pause here because there may. Just maybe. Yeah. Might be spoilers. It is. 100%. There will be. 40 100%. years old. Yeah. 1973. Had 45 years yeah, probably 45.
2: enough time to watch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By yeah, now. Yeah.
1: But just in case. You <laughs> just, know,
2: just in case. If
0: you're inclined. <laughs> you know, it's only a dollar on Apple
4: it. TV right now to rent.
0: Yeah. And I just watched it over Halloween this past year, like a few weeks ago, and it still holds up, I think. Oh, yeah. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's, yeah. it's a classic. Yeah. Uh,
3: William Fried, Yeah, I think it's one. Of, I think it's William Friedkin's, you know. His movie. That's his movie. that you remember for. I feel like I've seen his other films later on, and like this is the one that's like this is this is it. Yeah, yeah. This is what you remember for.
1: Um, So shall we start where we start? Start First
3: impressions. Yeah. yeah, Initial reactions. Initial reactions.
1: First impressions.
4: Hmm. Uh, Corey. Yeah, I'll start it off. Uh, I had seen this. at a young age, actually. Uh, the first time I saw this, I was 11 or 12.
5: Nice. Um,
4: and my dad my dad was just one of those people who was like, uh, you know, it's an expression of art, that kind of thing. He didn't let us see war movies. He was like, yeah, killing people sucks. But watch The Exorcist. Check this out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, oh. So as long as there was no like, you know, anything like that, people shooting each other and stuff, we could watch it. So we watched The Exorcist when I was 11 or 12. Uh, and I really liked it then. And I haven't watched it. I watched it one other time since then. Uh, around Halloween and then watched it in preparation for this Uh, and like you said it it holds up especially because first couple times I had seen it was on VHS and now they've digitally restored it to like 4K. Oh, and nice. it 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 like I thought I was watching the wrong film for a second cuz I was like oh. this looks brand new. Yeah. Uh but then I saw you know uh, what, what's his name Max von uh, Max von Sydow. Yeah, Sido. Turn the around, perpetually and I was like, old man.
1: This He's is, just always yeah. He has
4: Maggie Smith <laughs> syndrome. That's yeah. what I've talked about. Like <laughs> it just looked old forever. Uh, and it's it I don't know it's a, it's a great film. It holds up for sure.
1: Yeah. I same same thing. I when I was a kid I feel like this happened in the same year I saw *Silence of the Lambs* and I saw *The Exorcist*. Like when I was really little, like six, seven, eight, probably in that range, and I remember wow. being terrified mm-hmm. at the yeah, time. That's accurate. Yeah, at the time, I was terrified. Yeah, well, yeah, you... right at the time. All right, at the okay. time. I mean, For
2: first impression. Listen, you were terrified? I was afraid of the
1: dark. I still yeah. am afraid of the dark. Yeah, I was going to
2: say,
0: <laughs> Kaylin, you're afraid of nachos.
2: I'm afraid of most things. I know. <laughs>
0: What about you, Ollie? Ollie, Ollie, Nachos Ollie. ain't a game, man.
2: Nachos, <laughs> scary.
6: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm known on the show for not being a huge horror fan. Uh, me too. Partially because I'm a scaredy cat, and Same. And secondary, just nothing really compels me about him. But uh, the Exorcist. Uh, so, so most of the horror that I've seen has been in my like college and later. Uh, and the Exorcist I saw very recently, and. I was pleasantly surprised. I was actually a little um, like happy about the way it was put together. Structured. Structured.
3: Very nonconformist to the narrative structure.
6: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I really dug the sort of it it almost felt very like very natural, very um, conversational. (laughs) I I did. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Bringing it back. But I really appreciated uh, what it did. And we'll go over that
1: in more detail. Yeah. What about uh, you, Ryan.
0: Uh, I first saw it, I think, in high school, I think it was. Um, and I was just struck. The thing that got me about it was that uh, I'd seen other horror movies, you know, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and all the classics. Yeah. But the thing I loved about it and that really got me, um, since I'm just an actor at heart and being an actor at heart, I think really just means that you're a student of human behavior
1: Mm, yeah, um, that's a good way to put because it. Because
0: the whole, the whole goal of an actor, you know, I guess the goal if you're on stage and you're an actor is the, probably the biggest compliment you can get is that somebody says, I forgot I was watching a play. Mm. You know, they become so invested in the characters. Like when you read a good book, you know, like yeah. when people read Harry Potter and they're crying when Dumbledore, you know, uh... Sells cookies.
5: Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so good. Dumbledore so sells serious.
0: cookies, and it's so—it's <laughs> such a sad time because he can't sell any cookies. He uh, so can't sell enough. It's so upset. You get where I'm going. Matt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you get so invested because the writing is so good that you, you're you sitting there going, no, sell some cookies, man. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, for those of you that haven't read the book, you have, should probably go read it and see Shout out to why my wife. he sells cookies. <laughs> she's <laughs> reading them but, out. Um, okay, good, okay, good. But the, uh, the thing I loved about the the movie was that it's almost like a documentary um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I feel like the acting is so good, especially Ellen Bernstein. I think she's oh, just used yeah. yeah. this, this beautiful, Especially now that I'm a parent, um, I really like, I, I can watch her performance and just the way she crumbles because she, her daughter is having these, what they think are medical issues and she doesn't know how to help. And she's affluent. She's a famous movie star. She's got all the money in the world, but she can't help her daughter. And they Powerless. don't know what's wrong yeah. with her. Yes. And she plays that kind of desolution. Is that a word? Desolution? Desolation. Desolation. Um, Desolation. Yeah, it's she's a word just, now. whatever she, it is Uh fruity about it <laughs> yeah, you know, she's, exactly <laughs> she's so uh she just plays it so so honestly and so beautifully wonderfully that i just you you root for and you go oh you know um and then of course linda blair mm, wonderful yeah. uh performance as uh, as the affected child and and um and then the, the priest too, everyone just gives such a great mm-hmm. uh, performance yeah. that I get sucked into it so easily Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that, the acting is so good.
6: Yeah. I mean, that, that was the thing that I appreciated was that they spent so much time building up these characters, characters and, and yeah. the relationships between the characters. And,
0: and so nowadays you, people think, oh, maybe it's slow or it's like, oh, nothing really right. happened until 30 minutes in. But then, when things start to happen, it's oh, happen and- But you they need have, all you have. need that <laughs> yeah. stuff,
4: though. Otherwise, the thirty minutes in wouldn't matter
0: as much. Exactly. That exactly. weight is
4: lifted. Well, it's the
3: reason why there's just sequels upon sequels because you just don't care about the characters. You just yeah. care about what's happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. That's why there are seven Nightmare on Elm Streets or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ten Jason and,
2: movies. <laughs> and for
0: those who don't know, there 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 was a The Exorcist II, The Heretic, which is awful. Do not watch it. It isn't has no place on this planet. <laughs>
2: wow. But then there's
0: three. The but three is is technically the sequel to the first one. Wow. Oh, wow. Because William Peter Blatty and William Friedkin uh, rejoined. They had nothing to do with the second one, mm-hmm. uh, I think. That's why it's uh, garbage? Or maybe one mm. of them didn't. Yes. Okay. It was basically like Linda Blair grew up and she was like a teenager and so they kind of sexified her. Oh. And it was like, it was yeah. just a horrible plot. And It was very 70s and, or yeah, because it came out in 77, I think. And it was just e- gross. Um, But the third one that came out in 1990, again, uh, Brad Dourif, one of the best actors and one of my favorite actors ever um, as the as the killer, as it were. Um, oh, yeah. It's just a... I mean, the, most of... For those who haven't seen it, Exorcist 3, which again is the sequel to Exorcist the First, um, is basically a movie about two guys sitting in a padded room talking. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it is terrifying.
5: Interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, it's
4: regarded as one of the best psychological thrillers of all time. It's warm
0: time. I'm glad it is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: Because,
0: because it's just it's just devastating. Um, the performances again are so real, and so and it's got some great jump scares in it. It's got a little blood, yeah.
3: But but it, it also scariest takes, parts. It takes the uh, detective further on too. So you learn. Yes, you get to yeah, yeah. It takes more.
0: the detective from the first movie, and it, it, it he's kind of the the protagonist of the third movie. Oh okay. yeah, really um, Brad Dorf so is always it really you know, It
3: built upon a lot of the first one.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And there's tons of. I mean, even there's little. There's little things in the third movie that, if you watch it numerous times, you can catch like little sound clips from the first movie that they threw in there. Oh, nice! Oh.
2: Something that stuck out to me, and I'm curious if Sounds it's like in the third one because I haven't seen it yet. But do they let things breathe as much as they do in The Exorcist, the first one?
0: They do. I I wouldn't say they let it breathe as much as 1973, but they let it breathe for 1990. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's maybe not as much as it was in the early 70s, but it's it's certainly. Um, on a 1990s scale, um, it breathes a lot. Mm. Nice, and it's just it's just devastating. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, Caitlin, your first impressions of The Exorcist.
2: Uh, well truth be told, I never would have watched this if it was not for us doing this episode right now. Um,
1: if Ollie is a scaredy pants, she's a scaredy, I, scaredy pants. Oh man, I, it's
2: like so bad. Anything can scare pants. me. Like,
4: <laughs> I like this guy.
2: Uh, but yeah, I had to. Uh, I watched this at um, I would only watch it in the morning during the day. I think I watched it at 9am. Uh, nice. I would only watch it, you know, shortly after I'd woken up. Yeah. Because demons through. don't
1: come out in, yeah. during the day.
2: I, I gave right. it its full swath once. Yeah, and then anything I had questions about, I would just scrub through again because okay. I I couldn't watch it at night. Yeah, but I was very pleasantly surprised, much like Ali. Um, nice. I I didn't I I was expecting most of the scary movies that I've already seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. which are a lot of jump scares and just like throwing things in your face. Booga booga booga. Yeah, scary. But but this one was so much more grounded and real yeah which made it more terrifying
6: which is ironically the the thing that I don't like about most horror is that it doesn't spend enough time with characters and I don't care about them
2: yeah 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 like they, they can right. just go away and you won't or they're all yeah. idiots fine. or they're all idiots well, yeah, yeah they like, all deserve that's not it. fun uh Tom
3: uh, your first impressions my first impressions so uh I had a very intimate uh relationship with this movie How oh. intimate, Some Tom. It. And it's funny I was giving uh Josh the better minds <laughs> because I thought he read it in my, my mind um i mean the seductive eyes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. my eyes are always like that yeah but um when i was a a young child who looked like the kid from the grudge the little asian boy (laughs) um, my mom my mom told me you can can't can't watch two movies the exorcist and silence of the lambs
1: wow you are welcome (laughs) because i lived that out for you yeah so
3: like as a child i never watched the movies those are the big no-nos yeah like i was able to watch like uh I don't know, Anaconda and like American, But that's a great movie. Mar- American kidding. Werewolf in Paris, like things of like monstrous
6: and people dying. That to be cool. fair though, I think it was probably the language that she didn't want you to hear.
3: Uh maybe, I guess. she, she okay. This is her oh, excuse. Yeah. She said yeah, yeah, or the yeah. crucifixion. She just said, this is." She, bad, yeah. she just said these are too <laughs> disturbing for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the Silence of the Lambs was one of my favorite movies of all time. And okay. they're watching the Exorcist. I watched the Exorcist:
4: New Beginning. Wow. Starsgard. That was, like, nice. the wow. reboot. That's
3: actually the prequel to this one. Yeah. Like, yeah. that came out in theaters, like, before I
4: even it watched this It shows Max's one. character, how, why he's so afraid Mar- of this. Yeah. P- Maren, whatever his name is. And, Puzuzu. yeah, why mm. he's afraid of Pazuzu and Pazuzu. all that. Pazuzu.
3: And, like, I Pazuzu. thought that movie was dope. And then, all of a sudden, I watched, like, the original, because, like, I had this friend who was, like, William Freak and William Freak, and I was like, all right, let's go watch fucking Exorcist. And then we watched it, and I was like, wow, it's such a different movie, because, yeah. like, it's to me, it's the godfather of the, the horror genres, you know, yeah. kind of really well established said. what we think of how possession movies are, or spiritual, you know, yeah. demonic things should be like. And mm-hmm. a lot of it happens because of this movie. Yeah. Except it to just me happens. I mean, it's the
1: first horror movie to be nominated for, an for so many Award. yeah. awards, too. Mm-hmm. For best picture. Mm-hmm. And with inflation, it's like the I most. Think the only
4: other one is Get Out.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, wow. With inflation, also it's supposed to be film. the most. Um, Profitable, profitable movie of uh, or horror
0: movie of and all time, R rated movie of mm-hmm. all yeah. wow. time. Yeah, crazy. I didn't know that. that yeah,
3: awesome. based on uh, the book. So I mean, like, it, it, there, there's a lot of things going for it. And so when I watched it, I watched it. Re- I recently rewatched it, and I, I remembered all the beginning, all the end, and then when I watched it like recently, I'm like, oh, there's a whole middle part. Because like to me, it was more. It wasn't like I forgot like about Chris, and I forgot about like Marin. I forgot all about Karis. I forgot yeah. all about like Damien. Yeah, like how he's like rocky. Like and he's stuff. rocky. He's pretty yeah. much rocky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I like I remember really, really liking it. So those are my impressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Yes. Yeah, move us on. So I think this these two are brief synopsis yeah. and brief history. Or a brief history, brief synopsis. We kind of went over the history, you know, talking about the sequels and talking about the prequels and talking about it based on a book. Yeah. Brief synopsis. Um should, should I try to... Yeah, you, you, you yeah, got to
1: Let, Let's do it, Tom. Okay, do so
3: it. I I recently just rewatched the director's cut. Oh, wow. And so the director's cut opens up with the uh, house that we're going to be playing in for the rest of the movie. And then it cuts to the church uh, statue that's going to get defiled later on, then credits. And these credits are very significant. Usually, when, when I was in film school, it was like, whatever happens before the credits is more important. It's kind of inferring what the rest of the movie is. Yeah. this plays a little differently, like Ali said. Structurally, we start out in Iraq. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. s- follow uh, um, uh, Father Marin, who is in his esca- excavation. And his kids said, hey, they found something at the, the base of the mound. And he uncovers
4: this little statue. And it's a face. Of, well, first,
3: they got the new new
4: necklace that was found with all these ancient yes. things, which is weird.
3: Um, and then they find this headpiece. And it's like a, of a demonic looking face thing. It's not human. Um, and Marin is obviously uh, observably upset. And so mm-hmm. he goes to the market, he goes to the city and town, and he's just distraught. Like, he's just seen a ghost.
5: Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, the audience can infer that, you know, this is weighing a lot upon him. You know, he sees a lot of interesting things. Finally, he meets, he's seen some shiz. Yeah. Finally, he, he talks with uh, uh, another uh, a person in the town, and then they, you know, speak one line specifically, evil fights against evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maren says, I, I must go. And then we get our first transition into Georgetown. That's where we meet Chris and Regan. Uh, who will later on fall out throughout the entire movie? Um, Chris, who you know wakes up to her, you know Regan, her daughter, and they're uh on location because uh Chris is shooting a film uh on a school campus, and it's about like the school church or uh, library being uh torn down, mm-hmm. and they're wrapping up shooting. You know she has like a fun director, and then we move to a tr- transition where she's walking home to see Father Karras. Mm-hmm. And father Karras is uh, visibly upset, talking to another uh, father, priest, man of the cloth, uh, saying that he feels like something's wrong, he can't feel. And a lot of throughout the film, you're getting all these cool sound cues: you're getting a plane flying, no visible plane, mm-hmm. sounds of flies, you know, visible flies, um, except one. And yeah. <laughs> um, later on, uh, Regan decides to have this little game in the basement and she says uh, Captain Howdy is going to be playing with the Ouija board. And then Chris is like, who's Captain Howdy? And so they start talking about it. There's all these animal drawings and, s- sculptures. Drawings and sculptures and things around the house everywhere you go. Um, because when uh, Father Mirren was back in Iraq, you know, he came face to face with a giant statue that was like serpent penis giant right hand right hand up monstrous face and dogs were barking so like whatever this force that we're supposed to be feeling from the beginning of the film has this huge shadow this presence on this uh on these two in georgetown throughout the film uh, Regan starts developing symptoms that are unlike her character: uh, lashes of uh, cussing and uh, not being able to sleep. Not being able to sleep, lying, and she takes her to a doctor. And then through multiple experiments, invasive or peeing at a party, or peeing at a party, invasive <laughs> experiments. That's normal behavior. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> to figure out what's going on with her, um, they the worst thing. That they could think of. is She has to go to a psychiatrist. <laughs> <Ooh>. Mental health. <laughs> yeah. Scary. Um, which was, I mean, it's, I think that's definitely uh, a thing. And that was what happened. It's like, yeah. you know, she's not depressed and she doesn't do these things. She doesn't cuss. She doesn't, you know, say these. She doesn't lie. Um, and we just see this dev- devolvation De-evolution. Devolution, devolution,
2: <laughs> devolvation. Devolvation.
3: We're um, gonna use devolvation.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Of of Regan and so uh, many good words tonight. Yes. Um, Chris starts hearing sounds around the house. Uh, people around her start dying. Like the director died when she was supposed to babysit Regan. And then finally, um, she enlists the help of uh, Father Karras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Father Karras, who's just recently seen his mother die, is finding that he has lost his faith mm-hmm. and that he can't be doing this, but. He comes in, he tries to examine it, sees that this isn't real possession. She's yeah. pretending, she's reacting to fake holy water, things like that, but starts speaking in languages that he can't understand. Well, he can, Latin. He can. can, Latin. But recording it and then going to the language lab, playing it backwards, it's definitely something that would
4: then like warrant yeah. a uh, exorcist. He also yeah. finds out from the lieutenant that when... uh uh, I think it's Burgess. Is that wasn't it Burke? Burke, Burke. Uh, died. His entire head was spun, spun around, around. which is not not on, out of the realm of falling downstairs, but definitely not common. Yeah. And Kinderman, yeah. the detective, is definitely like, "Hey, we should call an exorcist." it's
3: like the guy of logic who deals with crimes. He's like, "Let's do exorcism real quick." And then Father Karras is like, "Okay, now I'm a believer. Let's get an exorcist." And then the church is like, "Let's bring in Father Marion." And then it the brings, big, big bag. And this is where Let's the climax this. is: the moment that Father Marin's in the house, Demon Regan is screaming his name. Yeah, uh, they go in, do a couple rounds in this, you know, Rocky Balboa fight with, you know,
2: <laughs> the demon. <laughs> it
3: doesn't work out. They start losing it. You know, it's getting thrown up on, and you know, she starts mimicking the mother's voice. And then Father Marin's like, "Yo, it out. Take take a take a walk. I'll got this." Karis <laughs> goes outside. Chris is like, "Hey, is she gonna die?" He's like, "No, we're good." Goes up, upsta- goes upstairs, sees and finds out that Father Marin had a heart attack and has died. And then Father Karis goes angry, starts wailing on you know haymakers on Regan. And then finally, when his protective charm is broken off of his neck, Pazuzu takes over um, him. Karis, and then Karis in his final moments sacrifices himself, throwing himself out the window, Screening, killing no. himself, and um, another Ooh. of his friends who's a, who's another. Father, who's like, gives him his final rights right before he dies. Yep. And then the household is back to normal. Chris regains his, her daughter, mm-hmm. and Kinderman misses them as they leave uh, Georgetown. Yep. Nice
4: yeah. credits. Well done. Is that good? Well yeah, done. that was that quick. Good. That was Ooh, a five-minute nice. recap. That's great.
1: Oh, that's so hard. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I need the power of Christ to compel me yes. right now. Right. <laughs> uh. So, favorite parts.
4: Yeah, uh, Ryan, why don't you start us off with this one, since this was uh, this was your favorite.
0: Wow, the favorite part. From the beginning of the credits
4: um, to the end of the
0: credits. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Sophie's Choice. Uh,
4: and this is include you can include, I don't know if you you are a fan of the director's cut, but it has some extra scenes that people, like very famous scenes that weren't in the original, like the spider walk down the stairs and <laughs> stuff like that. Yes, which is
0: great. Um, I love it. I, I really, um, one thing that I do look forward to um, maybe just an inch more than the others is I really, li- and maybe this is just the voiceover in me, um, but uh, Mercedes McCambridge, very yes. uh, yes. actress does the voice of the demon or the devil, depending on how you uh, look at it and a uh, fascinating story uh, about her and how she kind of, she had this great voice as it was, but then apparently she, she drank raw eggs and she smoked a lot yep. and, to get her voice just nasty. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when Father Karras kind of meets Reagan yeah. for the first time and he's kind of talking with the demon, it's Mercedes McCambridge uh, talking through Linda Blair's body uh, mm-hmm. wow. uh, back at him. And it's just, I, I just I just love the things that she says and the way she says My favorite oh. line of things <laughs> is, is uh, when uh, he's sitting next to the bed and the demon makes the drawer pull out of the bedside table by itself. Mm. And he looks at uh, the demon and he says, "Did you do that?" And she goes, eh. <laughs> 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 "But it's uh, but it's Mercedes McCambridge, uh, this yeah. this uh, wonderful yeah, lady yeah. actress, and it's just it just shakes your bones. It's awesome."
4: She went through a lot for that. There was also stories about her uh, in the the soundstage they used to record some of the stuff of of her asking to be uh, bound. With sheet cloths around her neck and arms, what? so she could get that struggling sound just right. Yeah. Mm. Whoa. So they, the I think the, the sound director said it was the most terrifying experience he's ever had. Yeah, meth, method Yeah, <laughs> wow. she was phenomenal.
3: Jeez. You yeah. saw the Exorcism happen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and there, she barely
4: yeah. gets credit for it too, which yeah. is the crazy part. Yeah, and she then does then now, also, I think.
0: if you, yeah, and if you do, um, if if you listen to some of the documentaries about it, there's this story about how she asked to not be credited in the oh. film. Oh, really? Um, and then later on she disputed that, saying, I never said that. And oh. the people in charge were like, Why would we not credit you? You're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's like we only didn't put you in there because you'd said you didn't want to be in there. And she's like, I never said that. And there was this whole big dispute. Oh no. Um, wow. Along with uh, I believe her name is Eileen Dietz, was the was uh Linda's stunt mine. double. Wow, she's a oh, friend no of kidding. mine. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> Did what? I get her name right? Yeah, Eileen Dietz. She was um she was Pazuzu. And wow. body double kind of and so oh, she uh, she did some of the stunts uh, for Linda Blair in the possession scenes, and she's on screen, I think for they said, I don't know 45 seconds total or something mm-hmm. huh. but there was oh, a big, she's the one uh, who did the spider crawl um I no mean, an he, acrobat yeah. did oh, my that
4: bad.
1: yeah she did the real like the the crucifix stuff oh okay oh. yep and the kind of um. the hitting and punching
3: kind of thing <laughs> sorry yeah, like when you say crucifix yeah. stuff i'm like oh you just say it's just so easily the other crucifix yeah. stuff
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> linda blair actually tells a really good story that that one was on youtube i'm sure about about doing some of the shots for the crucifix scene where she said they just told me hold this thing and then shove it into they had a sponge soaked in uh red corn syrup oh brilliant <laughs> And they were to get the sound of the, you know, and uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. No. Um, oh but, uh, but so she and Frame she voice. she said uh, at the time uh, she was interviewed on some show and she was like, I was just shoving this crucifix into this wet sponge and I didn't really know what it was or what they were going to do with it. <laughs> oh, you know? my God. So. And then the, <laughs> then the movie came out. Then the movie came out. and She was oh. for life. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Uh,
4: sounds any, other, about right. any other favorite parts you got? Oh, man. I know it's a loaded question.
0: It really is. There's um, so many good bits. Yeah. Um, well, the 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 scene where um, where Maron comes in and Father Karras and Father Maron are kind of um, do their kind of first round of exorcism battle. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which is where the, the famous <laughs> round one. one. <laughs> yeah. Begin. <laughs> the
4: power of Christ compels you.
0: Are you <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, that's where the famous line, the power of Christ compels you yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. comes from. I remember from playing that game
0: as a kid and my cousin turned to me, we were playing that game once and my cousin turns to me and he goes, how come he keeps saying toolkit? <laughs>
5: Aww, <laughs> Aww. Baby. It's like, I don't think that's what he's saying.
0: But, uh, but yeah, um, but that that whole scene, uh, that kind of round one uh, is uh, is. Great, just the the badassery of mm-hmm. of Max von Sido or Sido however you say it. Um, he's just such a a cool character. You know, he gets you know he soup spit on him and he's cool. And it's yeah. like she levitates off the you know bed and he's cool. And it's like he's like I've know. seen it. Yeah, I've se- whatever. This is. Fine. I guess it's because you spend so much of the movie feeling um helpless for this little girl and helpless for for her mother. Um, and then when this dude comes, I mean, and Father Karis. You you find some comfort in his character because he he cares yeah but but he also has his own personal problems like with his mother and so forth yeah and, but when Marin comes in he's just like I'm just here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> so
3: yeah no I mean I feel like he really kind of embodies like the whole idea of the ghost. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, like there's mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that's happened before we even like we even put into this world. Yeah, and so like that's why it's like really cool to see him just come in and then he dies. Yeah. And so well, like, they say earlier like the spoiler. last
4: exorcism almost killed him. Yeah. So yeah. I, I,
3: I love that because it's like I want to know way more about him, and then there comes the new beginning. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the prequel from <laughs> but, 2005 or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, which was not bad. Yeah. it was okay. Um, I think I for me my favorite parts is actually you know it's actually it's funny because when you started talking about how uh the actress who plays chris um and mm-hmm. how she just like so like loses all her hope when you know regan's going through it like those are kind of my favorite parts because i think those are like you know i'm kind of geared towards like this jump scare being very anticipatory towards it and you're like is it going to happen but then you get to no it doesn't happen and you just get to see this actor you know this actress play this yeah. just
0: act. real human suffering and it's yeah, awesome it's really
3: really really <laughs> fun real yeah. human suffering like, between <laughs> so that nice between that and then also just I guess all the parts with uh Karis. like I loved seeing him like wrestle with everything that he's going through like oh yeah. totally and then when especially
0: he's just, when the demon impersonates his mother yeah oh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and he and he freaks out heartbreaking
3: and, and I, yeah. I love the part when he's like super drunk and then like the guy takes off his shoes like don't steal my shoes yeah yeah, yeah. he's, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> he's just, like what are you gonna do real? steal my
4: shoes no I just tell fortunes yeah. in the creases. the creases yeah I was like yeah. oh, that's really really good. <laughs> Um, yeah,
0: great, but, great script. Yeah,
3: it's 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 fun because it's it's something that you don't have to be like oh, I have to put myself in a mood to watch this. It's like it's something you could casually watch, but also engage with at the same time. At nine a.m. in the yeah. morning only. Yeah. Ever.
2: <laughs> Caitlin,
3: Caitlin, favorite parts.
2: My, my favorite part would be the necklace, like finding the necklace in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because when they found that, I was like, oh, that doesn't really look like it fits from a different time. But uh, then like seeing it pop up later, I've, I still don't fully get why it's there.
4: Well, I can tell you. Uh, I've done a bit of reading and some interviews and stuff like that with the director and the writers, and it's not the same one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, uh, a pennant of St. John, who is supposed to be a protector and that people pray to and right. stuff like that. So it's supposed to be more of an omen when it pops up rather than the same one and tell a story. It's supposed to just be like a um, foresight of what's about to come.
2: Oh, I would say like huh. kind of
3: thing like when you see crows at like a death battlefield, then all of a sudden crows on like a beautiful field. It's like oh, yeah. death is probably
4: gonna follow. So like when he found that new coin at this dig site, he already knew what was up.
3: It's oh, okay. kind of like when uh, was it Kinderman who found the That's other? Why he...
4: Yeah, yeah. That's why he's yeah. so upset uh, after the dig, and he's just sitting there freaking out, taking his hard pills because he's like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to fight this thing again. That's One fair. more round." Yeah, because yeah, I like
2: my brain because I didn't know that piece of information was thinking that. You know, watching oh, yeah. how the movie plays out, that it like somehow took it with it and that time isn't linear for demons. Yeah, no. So, mm-hmm. but eh, yeah. either way, both. I need a t-shirt me, that says time isn't
0: linear for demons. <laughs> 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 for demons.
2: I mean, or a
4: bumper sticker, whichever you want. Yeah. yeah
0: somebody yeah. make that. I'll pay you. If somebody listening makes that t-shirt, send it to me. I'll pay you for it's that. Just okay. It's just we'll, a Okay.
2: We can make <laughs> that happen. Quit. <laughs> yeah, we can. It. Uh, Ollie? Ollie?
6: Yeah, so uh, I have a couple of favorite parts. Um, oh wow, going through them quickly. It's basically really I had liked any of the scenes that were you know between two of the characters. So like most um, of the movie between the I forget the priest's name. The like
3: Caris, Caris, yeah,
4: Damien Caris
6: between him. D- yeah, I mean, there we go. Yeah, between him and his mom, like him waking his mom up and mm. like her making him food or whatever, just it's like, too tight. and she's just like watching him eat because that's like totally what a mom would do. And it, it just felt very. I'm going to jump in real. on this real quick because that's also on my mind. There's
4: something about, I mean, I, I also felt this with Rocky as well. And like the, this time period between the 70s and 80s where uh, there's a lot of. I wouldn't call it this, but like to describe it, quote unquote, throwaway conversations that feel very real, yeah. that are there for exposition, mm-hmm. but they they feel like very real conversations. Like when he first sees his mom, she's they're hugging and stuff and he's like, how's your leg? And she doesn't even respond to that and stuff. Like there's a wonderful bit of, di- the Godfather does this a bit as well in the in-between those, those tougher moments or tougher yeah. scenes. This beautiful, uh, uh, I'm going to use it organic dialogue. Yes. <laughs> but it feels Favorite really word. warm. Curse you. It, feels <laughs> warm. <laughs> it feels really warm. So well, I got it, I got
6: that as well. And another one was uh, when she, when Chris is putting Reagan to sleep or to bed the first time and like they're just having a conversation or whatever but it doesn't cut away from Reagan and I'll it's talk like
3: about Burke and getting married and all that. Yeah, yeah,
6: and it's just showing like she's fascinated by her mom and it's building that like relationship of like so when it comes up later it's like there's no way that she would it, it just hurts that much more when yeah. you see her like yeah. like hit her mom. Or her whatever. face is just
2: genuine awe yeah. of her mom and um, like real love.
6: But one thing that I really liked that I noticed, my actual favorite parts is, mm. um, is both times that Chris is like looking, investigating her house, making noises, um, and then both Pazuzu's coming. Well, the first time <laughs> it's dark, right, mm. and then she like steps into the light. Her mm. face. So it's from out like the a skylight or something. Her, yeah. yeah. The moonlight. Yeah. Um, and then it happens a second time when she gets home and the lights are all flick- flickering with the phone and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then the lights go out just so she can step into the light, a light and yeah. have that happen. And then after you get that, the lights are fine after that. Yeah. So it's, I just like that mm. sort of, like, the en film ensemble, language baby. Yeah. Uh, of showing that, of, yeah, of blocking, having that repeat baby. itself. A couple of times. Yeah. I that
3: was it's like the filmmaker knew what he was doing. You know, wow. that director of photography was
4: like, yes.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking nailed it. You going to listen to this <laughs> and be like, that guy knows.
1: Josh Joshua. Josh. Um... Delicious, I mean, Josh. Delicious, Josh. So you know my old nickname. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna not call you that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Fair. you, Ollie. Yeah. I, I hurt you. Anyway, delicious, um, Josh. Go ahead. I there's pretty much anything with with Father Karis, but there's one particular scene. It's when uh, Chris is. They're kind of catching up. They're walking through the park and all this kind of stuff. Oh, and Chris and she like up? no shit like just kind of out of the blue goes. So what about this exorcism thing? <laughs> and he's like. She's like, "How do you do that?" And he's like, "Well, I tell you to get into a time machine, go to the 16th century." And he's kind of yeah. going into this. And she goes, "I didn't catch that. What was that?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just don't do it. And she's Mental like asking for a, a friend. And yeah. she's just like, "Oh, just somebody that I know." Yeah, but it's just his character, just the way that he really is. To me, he is kind of like a no bullshit, just kind of like a. He's also he's a, a reluctant
3: hero. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's yeah. he is a priest, but he's also like a psychologist. Yeah, um, and Harvard. so it's like he has that. Conflict, that, conflicting, conflicting yeah. viewpoints. Um yeah. So it's. I just dug. I mean, I'm just gonna do my favorite character. It is Father Karras, just because it is a part of the scene. Um, he just. I really did like he had that psychology. He had the, um, theology. I guess I would say religion. Mm-hmm. Um, had the faith ish. Yeah, faith ish. <laughs> and kind of lost the science. he. So any scene that he was in, you really saw that he had a balance of the. Kind of the mental world and also kind yeah. of the spiritual world, yeah. which I really, I, I really dug about his character, and he was really, yeah,
6: yeah. Anyway. One thing, one thing that I, that I like about that that I don't love about, um, sort of a lot of films of this of this sort of style or this kind or genre or whatever, is that there's a lot of I feel like sometimes there can be a lot of suspension of like reality. Yeah. To to like point it, to make a point and like like how the doctors recommended an exorcism. <laughs> if they if they yeah. left it at that, yeah. that would have been ridiculous. i have been like, "That's there's no way." But because they spun it as like, like a psychological thing of yeah. like her thinking that she's getting the patient. Yeah. Well, well, the, the believe, good thing yeah. the
4: good thing this movie does too, and uh, uh, is that it it makes sure that there's no doubt in your mind. That they're like, well, why didn't they just take her to the doctors? Why didn't right. they do this? Thing? They ran there's every no plot fucking holes, test. There's no They're like, like, we're in a room of 20 doctors and no one can tell me what's going on. Do you have like, grass? Like, that's what I, that I'm the type of film viewer who would be that too. Like, if yeah. there was a plot hole, I'd be
6: like, well, why didn't they just do this thing? So I appreciated all the all the filling in the gaps and, yeah. and making yeah. it make sense. Is there drugs the in the house? Yes. Um,
4: <laughs> my favorite part is going to also move us along to favorite characters as well. Uh, and that is any scene with Lieutenant Kinderman in it because, uh, he's fantastic. And like the, the thing I like about him is that he knows that like, and they do this really well in, in, in both the, both the big scenes that he in, the first one with, uh, with, the uh, the father and the other one with Chris, the the mother, where he knows that he's going to get more information by befriending these people and making sure he has good rapport with them, then forcing them to tell him something or whatever it is. And it's very evident in the scene with, uh, with, with the mother as well. Like you get it a little bit with, with the father where he's like, Hey, I got tickets to a movie, da, 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 da that kind mm. of thing. And they're laughing and joking. But when he's at the table with the mom and he's drinking the coffee and he's asking her questions, his, he, you can see him choosing his verbiage really well. And he's like, and this is probably, and he goes, I want to probably not for sure. Uh, what happened kind of thing. And, um, It just gave me, like, it was this little shining light of hope throughout this movie was this, like, happy-go-lucky Wise
2: old white man. Oh, yeah. That is my
4: my favorite character in every movie.
2: But just how he treated
4: people. And, like, he didn't treat the, you know, like, he didn't treat the mom like she was crazy. Like, someone died outside her house, and he thinks that someone threw him out her window. But at the same time, he's just like, look... Let me know when she's better. And like the whole bit asking for the autograph so that he makes sure he ends on a good note with her and stuff like that. Yeah. I just thought they wrote his character really well. Uh, cool. ending I, with
1: positive. Yeah. yeah. I, I
3: think what really is cool with that character is the fact that like, he's kind of almost like this, like I always say time capsule mm-hmm. of back when movies had like good cops and they were only good cops, not mm-hmm. like stupid cops. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like cops mm-hmm. who like never show up until the end act. He yeah. kind of does that. But then I mean, the thing is like, he's also still just a good guy. Yeah, you know? like like there's, there's a lot of those like I don't know, like, those kind of characters who are in the brown trench coat and the little hat who are, like, dumb
6: dummies. I do yeah. like him at the end, though, where dumb he's just, cute. like, he shows up and, like, I don't think he says a single word that entire time, like, from that point forward. And mm-hmm. he's just, like, experiencing all this, he's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's imagine his reactions. Yeah,
4: yeah, and he has this, the the, the one thing that I, that, that I really liked was that scene where uh, he is talking to the father about, it. he's like, well, the thing is, they found him, and his head was completely turned around. And then he just walks away, and he's like, isn't that, you know, possible? He's like, possible. Very unlikely, but
5: possible.
4: <laughs> so anyway, that's my favorite character and favorite part.
0: Uh, right. Played by the great Lee Cobb. Yes. Right? yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, he pretty much plays the same kind of character mostly uh, in all of his films, but he's got a ton of credits. He's uh, been in a million things. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, maybe not Surprisable. Surprisable? surprisable. New words.
2: So uh, many good, that, good words uh, today. Uh,
0: that in the sequel in the third movie, uh, that 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 character Kinderman becomes the uh, the, the the lead character, Yep. Uh, played by the great George C. Scott. Um, mm, wow, and fantastic performance there as well.
4: Uh, what is your favorite character, sir?
0: My favorite character? I'm gonna have to say Linda Blair. Nice uh, the Regan, mm-hmm. simply mm-hmm. because, and 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 I mean maybe, maybe that's an easy choice, but uh, no, no, no. but I just think for a child of her age, and I don't know how old she was. When she, she was, was uh, 13 12, when they filmed 13? it, 14
4: when it came out. Wow. Okay.
0: Um, but she has such, um, uh, again, just an honest performance. Like like yeah. you were mentioning, like the scene with her mother when she's putting her to bed, and they did a little bit with the eyelash, and yeah, she talks about how much she loves horses, and and then that kind of descent into. Um, where she's having tests done on her and she starts swearing at the technicians and she just has a really good range um, yeah. and and just a really honest portrayal for such a young person. 12 years a- old. Apparently
4: the, the first <laughs> scene she filmed with Max, she's such a sweetheart and then they, you know, action and she says this like f that in the you know whatever and right. apparently he forgot his line because he <laughs> just like was like oh cuz he's such a low, you know he's such a gentleman but he was like yeah. oh my god okay uh, let's take yeah. that again <laughs> cuz she just snapped into this. it she was like yeah. committed yeah
0: yeah and then she of course has gone on to do uh, a lot of charity work for animals uh that's been her whole i did not know that uh, yeah yeah and in fact i think she has her own charity i think is this
2: um, another thread of pazuzu no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes.
0: <laughs> no! <laughs> Too scary. But she's, she's been into animal rights similar to the level, I say Bob Barker, where it's like oh, she nice. has lots of uh benefits and she raises a lot of money for uh charities that help uh that help animals and so forth. So just also a good person. Yeah. Um but yeah. just a really fantastic performance um yeah. such a young child. And I,
1: I there's always like this like this thing because um Cambridge, mm-hmm. sorry, the voice yeah, yeah, yeah. of Pazuzu Mercedes the the Cambridge. Yeah. There's this because Linda was nominated for an Academy Award supporting for it, actress, supporting actress, mm-hmm. and so it's always been this kind of like there's a bit of outrage. About oh, well, outrage. That people said that she was possessed and all that. And well, that she wasn't <laughs> supposed to get it because the vocal um, performance was the, someone else, and oh, so it's like right. no, oh. I just like just what Ryan said is it's. It was still so real to me mm-hmm. watching it. it. Was like because sometimes you know,
4: well, you can have a great voiceover, and if the person it's supposed to be coming from isn't committing, it's not yeah, gonna work. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it was. I just felt that it was still real because with child actors, sometimes it's a hit or a miss, yeah. and this was mm-hmm. this was a hit for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, sure. this is mm-hmm. this is great.
4: Yeah. Well, to well, me, it was, was the
1: first uh, time in a while I didn't
3: have to say this fucking kid over here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tom doesn't have a lot of sympathy for kids. Tom <laughs> usually
4: hates kids. Kids in movies. suck. But this speaking great. of Tom, favorite character? <laughs> favorite
3: character? Um, uh, Marin. For what he was, oh, not I was the like, kid. He was dope. Yeah. he was real dope. I was like, man, this guy's yeah. gangster. He knows what's going on. He knows how to mm-hmm. combat this thing. He's like, it's not, it's not the devil. It's not multiple demons. It's one. Yeah, it's yeah. The only and one. And I movie. know which one. And I was like, <laughs> dang, dude, this guy. Unlock, lock it up, cut the check, let's get out. We out here. <laughs> like he's got it, and it's I. I don't know. There's some. There's something about him that I, really, I was just like, it's all good. We're we're yeah. we're coming to the we're coming we're in to Maron's
1: hands. Yeah,
3: we're yeah seriously, Marin take the wheel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, when he's talking to his
2: mom, he's just
3: like,
4: hey, yo, don't listen.
2: Yeah,
0: it's like don't that's also one. a t shirt I need. Like, oh Marin like, take the wheel.
2: So, Maron take
3: the wheel. He was definitely my favorite, and like I think, obviously, know, again, maybe it's because the fact I watched the prequel before I watched the original, like. Mm-hmm. That's a good direction to explore that guy a little bit more yeah. and see what he's yeah. been doing. Yeah. If they wanted to do anything with the franchise, yeah. instead of just like drain it dry, just of its name.
4: Yeah. But Kaylin,
2: uh, it's probably gonna be Regan for me. Nice. Um. Yeah. Just, just from the build up <laughs> of seeing her be this like kid who loves her mom and like knows the reality of what her dad is and like trying to find find a friend in this Ouija board, mm-hmm. which she kind of probably Howdy. knows she shouldn't be fucking with. Yeah. Uh and then even she's confused to this whole thing. Yeah. Um she and yes, everything that uh Ryan was saying that she's just great. She's just great. She does great. I like the actress. I like nice. the actress.
0: She's cute and innocent, and <laughs> yep. she does devilish and evil. Oh my god! Equally so well. good. The first 10 time. Minutes. The first
4: time her head turned around freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. I was not
2: prepared for most I was of like, that.
4: Whoa! Because I had seen the famous one where she's sitting still, but when it cuts from the mom on the floor back up to her and her head's already around, <laughs> like I was like, okay, that's where we're at. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. I'm 11. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'll-
6: <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm keep it real easy it's it's Reagan yeah like yeah just amazed by the performance uh did not think that it would be a movie that I would actually be like emotionally attached to that character to the possessed character yeah you know uh so I was I was weary going into it yeah because of that but I was some very people like, some people call it's, like Pazuzu.
4: it's it's yeah. exactly why it's kind of sl- quote-unquote slower in the beginning right. because like you're rooting for her the whole time and if mm-hmm. we spent maybe a minute or two with her wouldn't we care. wouldn't give a shit. We'd be yeah. like, oh, just put yeah. out of our misery. Well- do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> without, no, no, no. This real easy for you. Don't shoot <laughs> children. Shoot your babies. This like, is not Old Yeller. <laughs> yeah. Without without knowing,
3: it's, it would be like an exorcism movie or a spiritual d- possession. Like this just kind of sucks.
4: Yeah. You just yeah. like,
3: oh my god, this is this sucks. This is what a parents goes through. Like this could just happen to your kid. Like it's it's a yeah. character movie, really. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really good in that <sighs> sense.
0: You know, Judge that, that frightening 1970s medical stuff that they put oh, her through—you know, yeah. these giant machines making loud noises—and that was the scariest uh, part of the whole thing. Yeah, oh, when yeah. yeah, yeah, they yeah. put
2: the thing in with the blood and the uh-huh. neck and the—they oh. yeah. Yeah.
0: The fed the tube in. Hopefully. wow No. not too long ago we were doing leeches and things yeah. <laughs> but we people still do it so we're gonna oh, yeah. have to lobotomize her Yep. Uh, what? Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh yeah I think that scene was the, the hardest
1: for me to watch yeah. as an
4: adult was mm-hmm. the the uh, squirting yeah oh. mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it's and like, she was just wailing through it all. I was like oh. no, you
2: know I what? feel like if you could see that and then walk into the room and be like yeah so you need to have this done it's like Guess I'll die. Guess I'll die. <laughs>
3: it's fine. I guess I'll die. It's been real. Um, there's some there's something about that sequence, too, that I want to talk about probably later after we when we're at the gush part. But like, um, it's just that part w- as well with the, the hitting, the slamming of the machine. Oh yeah. Jesus, like, oh. it was just so violent. But Ugh. Um, uh, that would bring us probably to, to Tom's favorite section. Uh, second favorite section, but yeah, oh, okay. my favorite section is uh qualms. Now this is a point. If we have any issues with the film, you know, we are. Uh, not always wearing our rose-tinted glasses, and sometimes mm. we have to look things ob- objectively. Sometimes listen there me, aren't any. Listen qualms.
0: to me. This movie's perfect.
3: Okay. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, you heard it, man. We're time to move
0: on. Uh, turn it on. <laughs> um. Who's got qualms? Who's got qualms? Come on, come on. <laughs> Bone cells ready. I'll start. Me off. I got. On. I got
6: one that I was thinking um, a couple times while <laughs> watching it, and to its credit, could it could be of the time? Not really sure but i wish there was a little bit more of a score to this mm. like a little bit more music it has the
4: one theme that there plays is, a few times
6: now i appreciate silence don't get me wrong when like when a film like Knows cuts, how to cuts use to silence it. Yeah. that's fine but it, like it wasn't that it was just an absence of it altogether so if it had it and then went to silent for certain parts i would have gotten that but i would just i would have liked
1: tom's losing his mind a little there. bit more yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, uh, I'm about only, to defend Ryan right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm only, I'm only giggling because of Tom's
6: reaction.
3: Because well, to, to me, <laughs> the thing about, like, score, I love score. The, ask the next guy, you know, fucking Batman, Daniel Jones. All the music scores are great. But the thing about, like, score sometimes, they're sometimes too informative.
6: No, for sure. They tell
3: you too much how yeah. to feel. Where mm-hmm. this one, like, allows you to be like, no, child, fucking listen up. And hear yeah. what they're actually saying and live in these moments of like when they breathe and they don't exhale, like live in that moment. And
1: you're so like, really, well, it gives you an, the, an easiness throughout the entire film. I was going to say, yeah. so it can yeah. be sort of part of the feeling of the yeah. movie. It's like,
4: deal with the science. Like even like even knowing where this one was going, having watched it multiple times before uh, I watched it uh, last week and then again today. And I still felt uneasy even having just watched it a week ago. Like through yeah. the whole thing. I just felt un- like my skin was crawling.
3: Like one of my favorite things is actually the opening, the, the credits, right? Like mm-hmm. when it says William Freak and Paul Byers, and then it's like The Exorcist. Like it's a fade in to fade out, fade in to fade out. And then when it says actually it's a cut, it's not a fade in fade out. It's an abrupt cut and it's matched with the music. And Mm. so these kind of decisions were made with the fact that like this, like the audio that's going to play with you, it's supposed to frighten you in ways that you didn't think you could have been Mm -hmm. in a very calming manner. And so they are not going to do it the way that, you know, John Carpenter, I love fucking Halloween. Yeah. His score comes in. You're like,
4: oh, shit's hitting the fan.
3: Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) This one's like,
5: Oh no. I
3: feel I, just, uncomfortable.
5: I
4: would have liked to hear the theme
6: one or two more times. It was times. just it was just it a, is couple a wonderful moments. theme. That's all. It wasn't like I didn't need it to be like a musical or anything. yeah. yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. There was a couple moments where well, I was like I'm
5: possessed.
3: If I just
6: I agree with you. I just heard it kind of like swell up during like like the part where she starts rising up. Like, yeah.
3: I have,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I have my I only have one, actually. And it's just that uh the I loved how the film ended I think it was uh, a good ending I wish I would have seen uh, a little more struggle I think just I wanted to see more of it after yeah. the demon jumps to the father at the mm. end Curse. Um, and yeah. I I, I, I I think just that that happened so quickly for me it's that kind of I had to rewind it and not yeah. anticlimactic because it's very, very climactic. Yeah. With him jumping out a window and seeing, uh, you know, Max's character dead there. But some people say Max, I I think I would have oh. liked, I would have, damn. <laughs> I would have liked that scene to go on another one or two minutes. Okay. It's a sm- very small qualm. Uh, and it's just me nitpicking. But, uh, you know, I,
0: I can I actually get behind that. Yeah. I actually, I, like when the demon actually goes into Father Karras. Yeah. It it is it is really quick. I never really thought about it that mm-hmm. way, but it is really quick where it's like he decides he's going to attack the girl and you you just have just maybe enough time to realize what's happened and then he's like no and yeah, just and then, another like been, you know just you know another, another minute awesome? or two. It would have been yeah. great to
6: see Chris like run into the room and then like him say a couple words to kind of summarize like his experiences and stuff like that and then Mm. then,
2: see I I am a father that lost faith I don't know if I need that so much I'm on the (laughs) other side of the fence where like he welcomed like that demon into him Yeah, so he had no time well he didn't welcome it he said, take me, he said "Take me instead." But the
4: thing, it, it, yeah. he had a bit of protect, protection that it rips off, and it right. jumps in him. And so, I would have liked to see the struggle of, I guess, him being in control a little more before he decides to jump out the window. Like that, yeah, that mm-hmm. struggle there. Because like it, he took, does, it took Regan like three weeks to get fully possessed. Him was like ten seconds.
2: Right, but it was down. also something where she didn't like invite it. It was infecting her, mm-hmm. and for him to be like, "Take me instead," and welcome. No, I understand how, how like, quickly
4: it gets into him. I'm right. talking about the struggle and the decision to jump out the window yeah. happened within. It was like four possession and then jump yeah I think I would have liked to see him struggle with the now I've invited this in what do I do kind of thing Mm. and and he just all of a sudden yells no and jumps out the window yeah I can see if it could have been like a struggle and then he sees the window I don't know I just would like would like to see more of that transition
1: so to speak of the Mm -hmm. emotion I would like like, to see him in his final form because within I think
4: within like 10 seconds he says take me it's in him he jumps he dies yeah so I would yeah. like a minute of that, I think. Just live in that moment a little more. Yeah. Uh that's it. Though no, that's me little,
0: nitpicking. Uh, I still love a little more tensions. I still love Um yeah. About that ending um when he's down at the bottom of the stairs and um uh Bloody William O'Malley, who's yeah. the, uh, the the actor who plays Father Dyer.
4: Asking for confession um, and yeah,
0: stuff. Yeah, and he's holding his hand and so forth. Um, there's a, a great story. Again, it's it's not confirmed, I don't think, but I've heard it multiple times about how they were filming that scene, and there's um, a shot where, where uh, Father Dyer is giving the sign of the cross over Karis's body. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you see the film, you can see his hand is visibly shaking. Mm-hmm. And the story goes that, uh, that he was a real priest in real life. He oh, was also wow. an actor, but he was also a real priest. And that he was just giving the sign of the cross, and, and he wasn't um, – freaking, wasn't getting the, the uh, emotion that he wanted from that actor – and so the the story goes that he knelt down while they were about to shoot the shoot the scene, and uh, and he was trying to get him you know in that headspace of mm-hmm. this is your best friend and you know and you're giving him the last rites and how serious it is, and then right before they were about to shoot the uh, the scene, Billy Friedkin just smacks him across the face. Jesus!
4: Wow! Oh!
0: Jesus! And, yeah. and and there was like action like right after he smacks him, and then uh, and apparently the shot that's in the movie is that.
4: That shot, oh. that take, yeah, where it's
0: like his hand is shaking because he's just completely, you know, filled with adrenaline. And he just what got, the fuck? He was happened? that kind
4: of director, though. There's he also that. that uh, he, there's also the story about the guy who played uh, Damien who uh, before a scene, right, he wanted to get a scared reaction, so he shot a blank, a gun, yes. like a blank gun, and the actor got so pissed, and he's like, "Look, I'm an, I'm an actor. I don't need that shit. Like, you don't need right. to do that. If you want me to be scared, tell me to be scared." And apparently, was like a lot of contention between them because he didn't work well with that kind of directing style
0: there's also a scene um in, in the early stages of the extra of the uh possession when regan is kind of flopping in bed like sitting up and yeah, flopping back. yeah freaked
4: me out too and
0: um and allegedly again the, the i mean that's that's actually linda blair in this contraption oh wow that's pushing her up yeah. to a seated position and then pulling her back down like hydraulically i Jesus. suppose yeah and uh, and allegedly in the movie, uh, Regan is screaming, "Make it stop! Make oh, it stop! Shit. Make it stop!" Oh, and that's that was, actually Linda oh, Blair God, saying, no. "Make it stop! Oof. Make it stop!" And then she had back problems. Um, yeah, for maybe Jesus, the rest of her life. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah, she oh still does. God. A while. I mean, it, it caused her some some real damage. Yeah. Um, and uh, from, from that particular, he's an scene.
6: intense director. That'd man. be CGI today. Well, oh, he's so yeah, intense, totally, like- totally. <laughs>
1: Somebody mentioned documentary earlier. He did a documentary recently of filming an actual exorcism. Really? Huh. What? That way he was like, that's my next level. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> uh, he called it the exorcist <laughs> with two yeah. E's. Yeah. The um, th- th-
3: Any other, any other
4: qualmy qualms? Uh, I do. Okay, Tom.
3: Uh, More Pazuzu, please.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I want to see. I did it. like. I did like the mirroring of how it has its right hand up, and then in the hypnotism scene, she has, has her right, right hand up, up the same way he does. Oh, I mean, I, I liked it when that. like the 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 one glory shot where you know she's
3: reaching for the heavens and the statue comes out. Like I thought that was dope, but I was like, I just I want more, please. That was a great yeah, shot because yeah. I, I love demons and demonology and all that shit. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to see, I want to see your final <sighs> form, baby.
0: Yeah. There's honest, your T-shirt. I love demons. Yep. I love <laughs> demons. I want to see. I'll make that one. Like, see, after the
3: spider crawl, you know, it was red blood coming out, and then she's gooping up, you know, green shit. You know, yeah. I want, I want the combination. P-Sup? I want the red and the green at the same time. Fun fact about Christmas. that Christmas colors. <laughs>
4: that that puke was supposed to hit him in the chest, yeah. and the tube malfunctions and shot him in the face. Nice. Uh, apparently, he was pretty pissed about that. Too. I think I
2: would be too.
1: Um, I had a qualm, but you. You explained it away. Oh, okay, the, cool. the first, like, first part of the film. Well, okay, I had two columns. Uh, the first part of the film, Get where it was, I love um, Father Marin, and I love kind of that exposition. Don't but not talk was, about my boy? There was a part of it where I was like, okay, this is. <laughs> there wasn't that connection, but you made. The oh, connection you remember the and, omen
4: with the necklaces and stuff? Yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff.
1: The next one was kind of the, and I watched the movie twice, like back to back, because I was like, same. Did I miss this? Same. And they were talking about the guy falling down the stairs, mm-hmm. and I was like, Burke. Uh, the director, yeah, the yeah, how he died, and Bonnie and I were we finished it and we were like, did we step away? Did we? Did we miss something? So we watched it again and we were like, no, no, no. just they just were like this happened, yeah, and you didn't see it, no, it, such a silly qualm. But I was like,
2: I show me the body, show me, <laughs> yeah. show me the body.
1: Like, you, you you haven't heard? Oh, of course I've heard. Oh, well, you haven't heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's literally that. It's like, oh, yeah. did we go away? No, you didn't go away. But uh, the away. the detective. I mean, he explained. Kinderman. He was kind of the. He explained it yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So exposition.
3: Kinderman. Yeah. What a good guy. What a good guy he
2: is. Honestly, my qualm is the tiniest, tiniest nitpick in the entire world. Let's do it. Uh In the language Color lab. Color of the pea soup. They. Nope. Not quite. Not quite. No, it's
4: a it's a film language thing.
2: Uh. Yeah. Yeah. In the language lab, when they're listening to the recording of her talking backwards and everything, there's a little banner above the door that in big, like, English letters says TASUKETE, which uh, TASUKETE is Japanese for help me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't know why.
1: They did it on purpose.
2: Well... I mean, for the movie, yeah. Yeah. But like in the language lab, since everything made so much sense.
1: You were trying to figure out why is that there in the language lab? Yeah, like... Oh, so it's like phonetically spelling something out. It's a language lab.
2: Yeah, but like, why would you put it in big red letters? Well, because it's at the help
1: desk.
4: (laughs) Yeah?
3: Help me? I'm going to say like this. I'm (laughs) going to play with her Quan and be like, you know what? It could have been like a goof where they had someone voice that and they had to do it in phonetic. But I'm also going to be like, that's cool that they left it in because that's still scary that you see help me. In a phonetic yeah. of another language.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: True, true.
3: But I see your
4: question. You're also talking about yeah. a girl floating above a bed five feet in the air. Yeah. Where do you draw the line, Kalen? Throwing uh, up Anderson's right piece apparently of Japanese. Big red letters. Language. Big red letters in
2: Japanese. Don't get it. Well, I feel uh, complete.
3: I feel complete as well. I, I want to gush a
4: second.
2: Yeah,
3: okay, gush. You can gush, gush away. Gush. So I love. But the only in words. I love the parallelisms. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The Good word. Uh, too par- much. Parallelisms are great in this film. <laughs> oh, no. Like, every time the sun rises and the sun's turning super bright orange. They, those kind of, like, symbologies are, like, great. <laughs> uh- <laughs> symbologies? <laughs> like, like Dude, what?
2: I thought it was... <laughs>
4: that was my <laughs> I head
2: hitting into, the mic. I just ran into the mic, too. Nice. We, we know how to In the beginning of the movie... When it was black and white of the sun it, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a moon and then it became the sun. That's exactly
3: what you're supposed to get.
2: Yeah. What? Okay, sorry.
3: That's exactly what you're supposed to feel. Yeah. Okay. But.
2: Yeah. Cause like on the Ouija board with the sun and the moon. Mm. The Luigi
3: board. The, 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 we- the Luigi. <laughs> board. The Luigi Mario Bros. Um, but also like I just love the the banging uh in the in the city in Iraq of like the metal. Yeah. And it just being like the most annoying sound you hear, and it plays throughout the entire time he's getting tea and taking his pills. Yeah. yeah. And then when Regan is taking getting uh like uh, uh tested on uh, and then that same banging kind uh, of oh, thing. Yeah. It's like Shut oh, when, it, up. when it's
4: taking the x-rays? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Like, dun, dun,
3: dun, it's like oh my god. This is like opposite ASMR. Um <laughs> but then also like Father Marin after he figures like I have to go do what I have to go do. Leaves and like walks through the city, and like he's under these like tunnelly areas. Mm -hmm. It's all shadowy and dark, but there's like kids still playing there and shit. And it's like, oh, he's gonna. And that's the one thing I love about movies in the 70s. They love showing people walk. Mm -hmm. Like, not a lot of (laughs) movies do that anymore. They're like, oh, they're there. It's fucking Jack Bauer 24. He just teleported. You know, like, (laughs) let let me see him walk, right? Let me see the city. Let me see can tell you a lot about a person. Let me see where they live, how they live, how they interact with people. Yeah. And then. When we first see uh, Father Karras, he walks through the ghettos and sees his mom. Yeah. And kids are playing. Or and he's sh- running
1: around the track.
3: Yeah. <laughs> destroying fucking cars and shit. And it's like, this is how he interacts with society. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, it's kind of like, I almost look
4: at it almost like with the comic book shit. hero lens. I mean, like the first three-fourths of Rocky is just him walking around.
3: Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. walking away from the camera. Yeah. not You don't do that. But like, yeah. these are the cool things that you do. In a film where you understand the film language and you can play with those things, you yeah. know, like walking into light even yeah. if you're in darkness. Yeah. You know, Ollie, you hear me?
6: Yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I mean, I, I love those kind of things. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or 99%. I don't know. I never agree with anything a hundred percent. Did you case. did you want to join me in the gushing at all, Ryan?
0: Oh, I, I could go all day discussion yeah. about this movie. Is it green um, and is it look like pea soup? Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
5: Thank you thank you for
0: suggesting this by the way. This was a uh, more beefy flavor.
5: <laughs> oh
4: man.
0: My favorite. You're welcome. There was the line
2: um, and there he went.
0: There. I'm over here. <laughs> way past the line. Over here. Well, there we go. <laughs> but No, I just I I just I just love the movie. I think it should be required watching for every 11-year-old. Thank you. Um, uh, I'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Or, I, know, I've probably 20s. seen it a hundred times in my, my life. Dad. It's just, I just, I just love it. Just yeah. love it.
4: Nice. Oh, yeah. Super scary. So it's definitely going to become a, uh, a Halloween uh, tradition in my I'd recommend now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I feel complete.
0: Yeah. Because Tom is complete.
4: Yeah. I'm completed.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. You are I completed. I've completed. All I
2: am over. just complete. Yeah.
0: So. I'm complete. Completed it. Yes. yes.
2: More new words. That's yeah. new word number ten. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should title this episode of the podcast "New Just Words." New words. New, new words. words.
1: <laughs> so Ryan, uh, let's go over a little where our audience can find us. I mean, I you mentioned that you're. I mean, you're in the Bay Area, so you're doing theater there, so people can see you live. Yeah. What, what kind of social stuff you got going on? Website, all that good stuff.
0: Well, I, I had a website, Ryan but I kind of let it go recently because I didn't think it was really doing anything anymore. So okay. um, I kind of just kind of shifted over to the normal social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really not too involved in them. Honestly, I'm kind of too old to do that. Uh, come on. <laughs> um, I'll still follow. But uh, I, I'm on I am on Facebook, but it's only for people that I actually know and have met in real life. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Um, Is there for, a fan for- page out there somewhere? I have no idea. I've never looked. Okay. Um, but there are some Twitter,
2: Instagram, some Snapchat. Great, um,
0: I I used to do Instagram. I don't anymore. I do Twitter. I haven't been on it in a long time, but I do uh, have a Twitter page at Ryan the Drummond. Uh, Ryan go. the Drummond. That's great because my my name was taken. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought well, the is a good middle name. Is there, is there um, a name Ryan Drummond. Somewhere? That's so dope. But uh, I do check in on it uh, not as often as I should. I should really get on it more. And uh, I so, always have a great interactions with lots of um, Sonic fans from all over the world. Nice. It's, it's probably kind of the 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 coolest thing about Sonic is that it just connects you with so many people from everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it just makes the world tiny. Because it's like, if I were to ever, like, travel anywhere, um, you know, I haven't been out of the United States for a long time, but... Uh, if I would, it would be really easy just to go on Twitter and say, hey, Czech Republic, I'm going to be all up in you next week. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? There you Proper go. Proper nomenclature. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Family show. <laughs> and then, uh,
0: <laughs> and then uh, it because I've just, I, I still, like even to this day, I mean, I did The Voice for six years or something like that and then um, was replaced by an actor who then was replaced by an actor. And, you know, and there's... And there's uh, different people who do it now. But even though it's it's been a long time, um, I still literally get at least an email a day. That's amazing. nice. Oh, that's wow. Cool. From somebody somewhere in the world just saying, hey, I love the games and I used to play all the time. And, you know, and so it's, it's just a gift that just keeps on giving. I had no idea when I signed up for it, it was going to be. You know anything? I didn't think. You know, 21 years from now, I'm going to be doing a podcast and we'll be talking about you know <laughs> the um, Exorcist and Sonic. Yeah, totally. That would be <laughs> would be predicated <laughs> by I had the weirdest dream where yes, <laughs> <that's
5: right>. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: clown I
0: was Sonic a middle aged man yeah, and yeah. we <laughs> talked about clowns and devils and and hedgehogs. <gasps> um, but I still, I still really love the fan base is fantastic. Like everybody is so kind. There's, you know, been very few people I've had to call the police on over the years. Um, of course,
1: of course. which is it and was I, and one time, Ryan. One
0: <laughs> time. <laughs> I told you not to speak to me. You know, they, uh, they, you know, and 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 that's just that's not a comment on on the the uh, the community at all. Because with any cross section of any large group of people you know, over a thousand, let's say. In the Sonic community, you could say is tens of thousands of people. Um, There's always going to be, you know, at least one person who just goes off the rails and they're says literally the around. reason
4: they have the saying one bad apple spoils the bunch
0: yeah. exactly <laughs> it's just, and,
4: and it is just the one bad apple
0: it's why signs and, exist it's no will um it's why si- I, why <laughs> signs
4: exist <laughs> yeah.
0: and i won't go into like you know the the whole thing but there was like there was one person um many years ago who like threatened my child oh,
5: oh but, whoa but
0: it was under the guise of being a fan but oh, they were but they were just like you know, the first few messages, it was very s- s- Stan-like uh, to quote yeah. an Eminem thing, but it was like, it was like the first few messages were cool. And then it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to hurt your son and, oh. you know, Jeez. but but the cool thing about uh, about being a part of a community that's so computer literate, and I can say that I'm probably <laughs> about a middle schooler when it comes to mm, uh-huh, technology, uh-huh, uh-huh. but having a, a, a younger fan base that is obviously into computers, it was so easy for me to, to kind of put the word out in the Sonic community. And I just said, hey, I just got this threat from this person. Um, does anybody know anything about it? And like... <laughs> uh, a hot 15 seconds later. Bam. I got, Whoa. you know, things back from people saying, Hey, I just hacked into his home computer. Whoa. Whoa. You Whoa. don't mess
3: with Sonic.
0: You yeah. don't, you don't. And that's the, you don't they kind mess of with it together, like, man. these computer geniuses that are out there. Um, yeah. It's nice to have a few on my side, really. Nice, um, because if there's any sort of problem, I can just kind of, kind of put it out there and say, "Hey, you know, help, dox this ass." You know? <laughs> <laughs> help, you know, where do they help live? Me. And help me, you know, Tuscate. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. There you go. Well, I Ryan th- carve it on my stomach and Hey, oh, there you go. Perfect. Take a picture of
1: it, hashtag, put that on Twitter. No. Yeah,
0: that how they yeah do that? exactly. Right. So basically Sonic uh, I'm on Twitter for the Sonic stuff and, All right. uh, okay. and Good that's to know. that's kind of basically where I
3: I'll start following. Yeah, yes, me too. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Ryan I the it. Dry I,
0: I promise I'll get back on Twitter more uh I'm going to hold you to it. In fact,
1: Nerd yeah. On is
4: now following
5: Ryan.
1: Middleton. Yeah. We're hey, right, on. <laughs> right now. Um, well, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show. We thank really. You. for taking time. Sure. Take- it's
0: been great talking to you guys.
1: Um, yeah. Everybody at home. Thank you so much for listening to our conversations, our shenanigans. Um, if you'd like to find out more information about Nerd On. Hey, Caitlin, where can they go?
2: It can go to nerdon.tv. Whoa! It has all the linky links for so Twitter, Instagram, YouTube content, written content, all sorts of stuff.
1: The Twitchy Twitch.
6: Which and of twitch?
2: course
1: Patreon. Yes, Patreon. Patreon. To see what That's about. hmm. What's that address, Ollie? Patreon.com slash NerdOn. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> ah, I believe it's nerd so on TV. TV. <laughs> it nerd on TV? Nerd <laughs> on TV. He does yeah. the graphics. We don't let him. Yeah. handle Yeah. <laughs> <And I'm like, laughs> why do you <laughs> to <into> him?
4: <laughs> you well, give nothing Holly. to your social media manager. Thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you do it all the time, so I, I appreciate I that. I need a break. We'll take some weight off.
4: I appreciate that. Just a little.
1: On that note. You know the drill. As always, Nerd
5: on
0: on. (laughs) (laughs) Ending
5: Broadcast.